Hello and welcome to another bonus podcast. We're excited to be with you again. Um, it's been a while in our minds, but maybe not so often in the listeners' minds because we've had podcasts going every two weeks over the last little while. But we recorded a bunch at the beginning of summer and now we are getting into the fall. And so mm-hmm. we're looking forward to um, just being here on a regular basis, recording, talking about the things that people are asking us questions about. Mm-hmm. Uh, my name is Crystal Taves. I'm one of the pastors here at North U Church in Abbotsford. Um, I just dropped my daughter off at CBC, Columbia Bible College, for Bible school this year. Wow. And I have one son at UBC and one in grade 11. So our house is feeling different right now. I'm yeah. getting used to this new fall reality of having only one at home. Yeah, And he's gonna actually going to be gone for about 15 days out of the month of September too. So we're going to be empty nesters wow. for a little bit. So that's a little bit about me. I am joined at the table by Thalia. Hello, I am one of the pastors on staff here at Northview, and I'm in the care department with Vic Schellenberg and Paul Siemens now. So for me, we are also in a little bit of a new era. My husband Mark and I dropped our daughter off, our oldest daughter, at Trinity Western to live in dorm life there in the business program. And so our house is also quite different, and our youngest is in grade 12, so we'll be doing this again next summer. So uh, it's bittersweet, I would say. Sweet for her. She's really enjoying dorm life. A little hard for me. I don't I don't know. I miss, I miss her. Yeah. I miss kind of the, the vibe that we've had for so many years in our house. Yeah, and just seeing her, her around, hearing mm-hmm. the little stories. Yeah. It was really fun this last weekend to walk around church, and I saw a couple of people that I know with like 20 students in tow that they kind of dragged with them from their school oh, to come to church yeah. oh, with them, and so that was kind of fun Yeah, to see them entering that new phase. But yeah, it's a different different situation. Yeah, she came, and I think your daughter came to Young Adults this past Friday, is the kickoff to their year, the North Young Adults, and there were like 300 young adults there, at least that's what I heard. Yeah. My daughter had a great time. Yeah. Yeah, Yeah, Andy was really pleased with the vibe Mm -hmm. and the excitement to study and to be all together and community building, all those kind of things. Our third guest today, our third participant, is Erin. Uh, why don't you describe who you are and what you do? Sure. I have been involved in women's ministry and a few other places at church, including premarital, over the last few years, and also have sat on the Missions Commission for mm-hmm. a short time. So I've been one of numerous hats around here. My husband's an elder, and we have three kids who range from um, teenager, mid-teens, to a six-year-old. Your oldest started mm-hmm. high school. That's True. a new era. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So far, so good. So far, so good. That's exciting. Hesitantly giving all my thumbs up. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Keep doing that. Yeah. Positive uh, thinking. It's uh-huh. all good. And saying amen all day long. That's right. Our topic today, uh, we're calling it help. I struggled to read my Bible. Um, we've had lots of people talk to us recently, yeah. and we know by our enrollment in our fall studies, that this is a feeling people especially feel after summer vacation yeah. because they've had all this time on their hands. And they find that they haven't actually opened their Bible very much. Yeah. So we wanted to talk about that. What are your experiences with that? Oh, that's absolutely my experience. I always, in June, I'm thinking, oh, I'm going to have more time in July and August, and I'm going to do this study and that study. I'm going to read this great Christian book that I've been waiting to read. And then you get to July, and there's barbecues and family gatherings, and somehow days slip by, and I haven't opened my Bible or definitely not opened it to the extent (laughs) that I was hoping to. And I always feel bad about that. It feels like such a slump in the summer. Do you think that that is a little bit because you're working in a ministry area, or do you think that's like something that everyone feels? You know, for me, it's always been the case. 
Years ago, I used to lead a parents' prayer group at our elementary school, and I was always excited during the year because I'd have weekly accountability where women would be gathering together for prayer. And so because I was leading that group, I would be in my Bible and I'd be on things. But then in summer, every summer, it would slump because Mm -hmm. I didn't have that regular accountability. I need that. So, And I imagine a lot of women need that and a lot of people. Yeah, I'm looking for that t- forward to that as well. I uh, I certainly had started off the summer with really good intentions, and I <laughs> did manage some of them, but not the full scope of what I had hoped for. I know. Yeah, and it's a balance too. Like I found, I went camping, um, and we always go with my extended family, and some of them are from Vernon, and some are from you know all over the place, the island and stuff. And so I would sit down in the Bible or in the morning, open my Bible, wanting to read, and then my cousin from so and so would come sit down, or my niece from so and so would come sit down and want to talk, and I thought, well. There's also, I only have this one weekend a year yeah, where mm-hmm. I can spend with these people, and it's important to invest my time in them, yeah. too. And so there's that balance, too, that tension of wanting to be regular with something, but also knowing summer has opportunities that you don't have the rest of the exactly. year. Exactly. You know? We had the Olympics this summer, so that TV was on all the time, and my Bible <laughs> got neglected there because I was watching the Olympics. So yeah. after the Olympics ended, I'm like, oh, you know, I, I, I really like being in God's Word, but... Yeah. It, it feels awful when I'm not in it, but it just happens. So yeah. we're going to give you a reason why yes. to get jump started. Yeah, maybe some tools as to how to do it. Um, mm-hmm. Some ideas that we can talk through. Um, our goal today is to give you kind of that why vision. We sometimes need to kind of have that what the end of the road looks like to make us want to persevere through the middle. Yeah, and so you talk about the Olympics. The athletes have this gold medal at the end, right? That's what makes them want to persevere to the end. They have Mm -hmm. this vision of what they want their life to be like, what they want to accomplish. Yeah. And so we want to give you that today so that you kind of know what the goal is at the end of Bible reading. Why should you stick through it? Why should you persevere? Why should you open it? Why should you study? Um, Because there's a great goal at the end. There's a great reward, I guess, is more Mm -hmm. more the word than a goal, but a great reward at the end. So what we thought we would do to paint that vision, because that vision is in Scripture, we would read one of the great Psalms that talks about this, which is Psalm 19. We're going to read it all through together, and then we're going to um, just kind of go verse by verse for a few sections and talk about some of the specific rewards that are in the Psalm. Um, and then we're going to go into some practical aspects of what that means for us. So, Aaron, why don't you start off by reading, and we'll read it all through and then talk about the different parts. All right, do you want me to read the whole thing or just a portion? Read like two or three verses, whatever you feel. Okay. Chapter 19. Um, The heavens declare the glory of God, and the sky above proclaims his handiwork. Day to day pours out speech, and night to night reveals knowledge. There is no speech, nor are there words, whose voice is not heard. Their voice goes out through all the earth, and their words to the end of the world. In them he has set a tent for the sun, which comes out like a bridegroom leaving his chamber, and like a strong man runs its course with joy. Its rising is from the end of the heavens, and its circuit to the end of them, and there is nothing hidden from its heat. The law of the Lord is perfect, reviving the soul. The testimony of the Lord is sure, making wise the simple. The precepts of the Lord are right, rejoicing the heart. The commandment of the Lord is pure, enlightening the eyes. The fear of the Lord is clean, enduring forever. The rules of the Lord are true and righteous altogether. More to be desired are they than gold, even much fine gold, sweeter also than honey and drippings of the honeycomb. Moreover, by them is your servant warned. In keeping them there is great reward. Who can discern his errors? Declare me innocent from hidden faults. Keep back your servant also from presumptuous sins. Let them not have dominion over me. 
Then I shall be blameless and innocent of great transgression. Let the words of my mouth and the meditation of my heart be acceptable in your sight, O Lord, my rock and my redeemer. So when you read those first couple of verses, Aaron, what stands out to you as you talk? It talks about the fact that God's revealed kind of through creation and then also through his law, through his word. So what, what stands out to you at the beginning? Yeah, for me, it when I read that, I think that's, I see my place in the universe. Like, okay, it's not just my whole world is getting so overwhelming and I've got all these things to do, my little tasks and things that I go about doing, but like, whoa, I am a person and this is a whole world around me that God created and I am one of his creation and there's all of this around and he it, it reminds me of other psalms where it says the rocks cl- cry out like even if we don't do it the rocks will cry out mm-hmm. everything is created to be glorifying god it makes me think of also people in my life that love nature but don't love to read and mm. so reading is boring and picking up any kind of a book is boring including the bible they'd really rather be out in nature and i totally get that so here it's it's giving both it's like god made everything that we can see and we need to rejoice in that and totally acknowledge that god is the creator and yet his word is part of that his word is the more perfect revelation yeah. or the more precise revelation of who he is yeah. right but this definitely creation points to who he is yeah mm-hmm. and reading this uh, in Psalm 19 reminds us, like you said, of our place in that, mm-hmm. that the world is a bigger place and that and that God has great things um, that he's doing throughout all the world and all people's lives. Yeah. So we wanted to talk about some of these verses that specifically have to do with um, the law of the Lord and what it does. And so when they say the law of the Lord um, in the Old Testament, it's talking just about his revealed world, word. It doesn't talk about, it's not meaning the Ten Commandments, it's meaning his word that's been revealed to people. And so this first verse, that the law of the Lord is perfect, reviving the soul. How have you experienced that or seen that in people that you work with here? It immediately makes me think of myself, and I think of how I need reviving on a daily basis and definitely on a weekly basis. So by the time I get to Saturday afternoon, for example, by 3 o'clock, I'm quite tired and I've done all kinds of tasks, but I need to be the venue pastor Saturday night services. So it means I need to get showered up, cleaned up, and I need to be ready to be here on stage but I'm often quite tired, and I don't really feel like it. I don't want to be here, and I'd really rather be hanging out at home. But I know that out of obedience and out of my love for God, I do it anyways. I get here. I've prayed about it on the way because I need help with my attitude and all that kind of thing. And then God's Word is revealed to us in the service through singing and through Scripture reading and then through having it preached by whoever is on stage that weekend preaching. And by the end of the evening, I'm always so thankful because my soul is revived. Hmm. I am re-energized, and I'm so thankful I was here. I always shake my head at myself and think, why was myself so upset at 3 o'clock every week, practically? (laughs) So we need it. We need God's Word in a variety of ways. Yeah. I was thinking about a, a woman who I was emailing back and forth with over the summer, and one night she was quite discouraged, and I sent her an email, and she sent me an email earlier in the, or the, the next morning, early in the morning, and said, you know, um, after, we, after I last kind of pressed send, I went back to God's Word, and I spent time studying it, and, he's, and he totally gave me peace, and he revived my soul, basically. He gave me the energy, the joy that I needed to continue on. And I thought, it's just so great to hear that testimony of somebody who was in God's Word, and, and he revived her soul. Mm-hmm. Anything else to add to that one? Or should we move on? Let's move to the second one. Because these are packed. The testimony of the Lord is sure, making wise the simple. Okay, I'm going to pitch in again. Okay. Lots of people, including myself, that have 
decisions to make on a daily basis. What do I do about this, that, or the other thing? And we get ourselves in a little bit of a flap. We don't know what to do. Well, this says that God's Word makes wise the simple. And so I always encourage people who come to meet with me, we need to be reading God's Word on our own and with groups so that we know what to do in certain circumstances. God works. God's Word makes things very clear. So if you're going through a variety of muck or difficult circumstances, read God's Word. You'll know. I mean, it's not the only way. We need to check with trusted people as well, but God's Word is important. We need to be in it. It's, I often say, it's the food. It's the steak, the potatoes, the corn on the cob. It's our food, and we need good food to keep going. Yeah. When I was a teenager, I remember my mom um, was chatting with a friend who she thought was very wise, and this friend said, well, I read Proverbs every year, or every month, because there's 31 chapters of Proverbs, and most months have you know 30 or 31 days and so she said just read a chapter a month and proverbs is full of common sense wisdom kind of stuff like what do you do in these situations how do you hold your tongue how do you work hard how do you and and lots of other parts of the bible have other direction but proverbs is very common sense practical and so i thought that was a great thing to do just even read a chapter of proverbs a month it makes you makes you wiser yeah okay the next one um verse eight The precepts of the Lord are right, rejoicing the heart. The commandment of the Lord is pure, enlightening the eyes. Any comments on that? You had talked about, Crystal, how it gives us new perspective. Yeah. Changes are, when you think of enlightening the eyes, we we can sometimes have clouded vision. We can look at our circumstances through certain perspectives, through certain... um, yeah, things can cloud our our idea of reality of yeah. what is actually yeah. going on, and so reading God's word helps remove those clouds, get rid of that fog, and yeah. so that our eyes actually are seeing truth mm-hmm. in what our situations are and what we're encountering. Yeah, yeah. Often you don't have your Bible like right on you when you need to make a decision, or you're in the, some kind of an awkward situation, uncomfortable situation, and you're trying to like quickly discern how to move forward. And if that word is already in us then that law is already part of us. Like it's, mm-hmm. it's growing, it's growing deeper into us mm-hmm. and then we can act out of that. Yeah. If everybody could just see my hand motions, they would totally <laughs> get, it would be much clearer. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay, verse nine, the fear of the Lord is clean, enduring forever. The rules of the Lord are true and righteous altogether. This reminds me of the fact that um, we are bombarded all the time. We hear this in our sermons all the time from Jeff and other people that there's a worldview that's being bombarded at us in terms of what is true, mm-hmm. what the world believes is true. Yeah. And so we need this reminder uh, of being God's word of what is actually true. Ezra and calls what's it, endure. Uh, are we drinking the cultural Kool-Aid? Yeah. Because we often are. We get caught up in what our TV shows and Netflix and articles and blogs and YouTubers are saying and we think that's truth. And then we read God's word and we're like, oh, 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 maybe not. <laughs> Yeah. yeah, it's a good reminder mm-hmm. that, 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 that it's real, that it's true. Yeah, yeah it real, reestablishes that plumb line of how we discern what totally. things are real and what things are true. Good word. Verse 10, more to be desired are they than gold, even much fine gold, sweeter also than the honey and drippings of the honeycomb. Oh, imagine all the things we strive after in our life. Like if we strived for reading the word the same way as we do for like money and a new couch and <laughs> what's well, a bit of a wake-up call when yeah. I read those verses and I yeah. think I'm reading through the book of Luke because we're studying that in women's ministry and so I see my Bible I can picture it on my coffee table at home because I that's where I've been sitting there close to there and I think if I would look at that as more than gold 
that's that's a, a bit of a jostling picture. It's a paper Bible, and it's worth more than gold, and sweeter than honey. It's like better than Starbucks, what? better than you know shopping for me, shopping yeah. all day, new clothes. <laughs> like, like there's it's worth far more. That that is a bit of a. It's kind of jolting. Yeah, jolting. It's a good perspective for us mm-hmm. to have because inter- eternally, it's way worth more than gold, right? Yeah. Because I wrestle in the afternoon with, okay, I need to make dinner. So while I'm making dinner, I'll put on HGTV. My, my Bible is sitting right there because that's also where I do all my work. So should I read my Bible first or I watch HGTV? Because those two are wrestling for my attention. But if I would start to consider more that the Bible that I'm working on is worth more than gold, worth way more than HGTV, uh, that gives a new perspective. Yeah. Okay, the last one we're going to talk through is uh, verses 11 to the end. Moreover, by them is your servant warned. In keeping them, there is great reward. Who can discern his errors? Declare me innocent from hidden faults. Keep back your servant also from presumptuous sins. Let them not have dominion over me. Then I shall be blameless and innocent of great transgression. So this section talks about the fact that all of us can deceive ourselves into thinking that something is good and Mm -hmm. something that is true. And we can either... Um, we can't discern our own errors often mm-hmm. right. in, in thinking, in our actions. And so God's word is like that mirror that kind of goes in front of us where we can actually see yeah. what we're doing that is incorrect. And don't you it. love the language of great reward? We yeah. are such people. Right? We, we, we are humans who want a reward. Like, ooh, I've done this. I think I should reward myself with something. Starbucks. Yeah, exactly. So this is interesting that... We are warned that in studying Scripture, in reading it, in worshiping God through Scripture and reading it, we are given a reward. Like, it's amazing. Yeah, God knows us. Mm -hmm. He knows we need those rewards at the end. I know. Yeah. (laughs) So we wanted that to be an encouragement to you as you think of, why should I get into Bible study this year? Why should I read my Bible? What are the rewards? Well, the rewards are the things that we've listed, that your soul will be revived, Mm -hmm. that you will become wiser as a result of being in God's Word, that your heart will start to rejoice, your eyes can be enlightened to the truth. Right, and then we won't go wayward, like that we'd be innocent of great transgression, yeah. that the, all those deceptions and tendencies that we have would not lead us to sin. Yeah, so that protective boundary mm-hmm. right around us. So then we want to talk about some practical things. That gives us kind of that vision for why we should do it. Practically, how should we do it? How do we read God's Word? What are the options that we have? Well, my favorite right now is chronological Bible reading. So if you've <laughs> never heard of that, it's reading God's Word in order of time. So I, you can find a plan online. Just Google chronological Bible reading plan. And you start in Genesis. You do a few chapters. Then you go to Job. Then you come back to Genesis and you do a number of books. And right smack in the in the middle there is Psalm 90 because Moses wrote it. When you get to Moses, it's there. And so then you read the Bible in order of time and it started to make so much more sense to me mm-hmm. I did this a number of years ago and just was hooked and so I've been doing all the way through sometimes I've done only the New Testament and then the New Testament again sometimes I've done only the Old Testament it's really helpful for me because I think sometimes specifically as we get like we may, we might know the first couple books of the Bible like Genesis, Exodus you know the story of the Israelites and Moses and up to King David but then it's kind of all murky in our minds yeah. as to where the prophets were and when and who yeah, they were speaking to. And they're kind of all clumped together at the yeah. end of the Bible, but you don't know exactly how they fit in. So the chronological reading plan sticks all those prophecies into the story. Yeah. And so you see what the prophets are saying about a specific situation that's going on. And it helps it 
bring those pieces together. And when you read the Gospels, they put the stories together. So you might read the same story in Luke and the same story in Mark. And then you can kind of compare them and go, hey, this piece is oh, here, cool. but not in this one. And I found it really mm. interesting. And the stories made more sense because sometimes you're reading them two or three times because they're in two or three Gospels. So for me, that has been life-changing. Hmm. Like any eyewitness accounts, different mm-hmm. people will see the same event or hear yeah. it and pick out different things, Yep. right? Depending on how they're trying to frame their story or like in terms of how they're trying to, yeah, yep. what pieces they feel are important to bring in or just what they remember. So yeah, it's a neat way to, to read through the Bible that chronologically. And for me, it's really important to have like highlighters and pens to underline. Some people don't, they don't like to do that in their Bible, but for me, it helps me to pay attention. So I have little notes and stars and things yep. all over the place so that I track with my reading. I have lots of Bibles at my house that are filled to the brim, and then I just start a new one because I, I need to do it again. <laughs> what I did recently is I printed off the book of the Bible that I was studying and stapled all the pages together. Oh, yeah. And then I just went marker crazy. Oh, yeah. And then I can mark it up as much as I wanted, make all sorts of like question marks on the on the sides and yeah. stuff like that. And it was great. Um, so that was semi-successful, except that I sort of went wayward and didn't do it as consistently as I'd hoped to but then at the same time I put on my um, phone the audio version of that book of the Bible and what I found Mm -hmm. what I was doing is probably every second day I just listened to that book of the Bible so maybe it was only a couple of chapters maybe it was the whole thing um, but I just let it kind of drone in my head a little bit and that was good it was a good compliment to my tendency to like to have paper and pen and mark things up we have quite a few people in our church that will listen to the Bible as they commute. Mm-hmm. I think it's a great way. If you're not a yep. reader, you can listen to it in a variety of different voices, <laughs> even. Maybe languages, too. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> probably. Learning oh, yeah. language on the way. <laughs> um, meditating on God's Word is a, a kind of a different way to approach it. It's not so much reading big chapters at a time, but reading like individual kind of sections or paragraphs mm-hmm. and then really sitting and thinking you know, what is the author trying to say here? What's he trying to communicate? And how does that apply to my life? And writing down maybe your responses or thinking through or praying through your responses. And I think um, that's a way for the scripture to kind of move from our head to our heart because we're actually saying, okay, you know, this isn't just information. This is application. God, actually, this word is for for us today. It was written to one people group, but it's still applicable to us today. And so why is it and, and how should we apply it? And so... Um, For me, I find meditating on scripture, like just taking smaller chunks and really spending more time on it helps it sink deeper into my Mm -hmm. heart. Mm -hmm. And scripture memory. Yeah. I have a couple of index cards by my kitchen window because that's where I am a lot of the time. And I'm trying to every week change them so that I can memorize that scripture as I'm there at the sink all week. It really helps me because I found that we probably all know a lot of scripture through the songs that we sing. We don't even realize that yeah. we know as much as we do. And when you put even those ones on index cards, you can feel like, wow, I'm really getting God's word inside of me. It really helps. Okay, so small plug. There's a Bible app, which my phone's turned off right now, so I can't look it up. But I've been using this Bible app or whatever app that um, is for Bible memorizing. Oh, that's oh. cool. So I have about a 20-minute gap where I'm sitting in my vehicle between school pickups or drop-offs. And so some of the days, that's what I do. Oh. And it like it does like the the classic Sunday school thing where they like take one word out. Yeah, and, and you still have to be able to say <laughs> it. <laughs> so you, well, it's typing. You type in the, next, oh, the first like... letter of the next word. Oh. And they do that over and over again. That's fun. Yeah. It's been helpful. Well, you'll have to let <laughs> us know a, what it is. That's a great geeky trick. I like that. <laughs> <laughs> Whatever works. I know. I know. It's great. Because um, sometimes we don't feel like it. I know. And so what do we do then? 
And if, if we don't feel like it. If you haven't heard of the app called She Reads Truth or He Reads Truth, I sometimes like the guys one better, He Reads Truth. It's an app you can get, and they read a big chunk of scripture, and then you sideswipe it, and then you get the devotional. It's really great, and you can purchase a plan mm-hmm. for like two fifty a plan, and the plan might be a month or it might be six months or whatever it is. Mm-hmm. And you can choose whether you want to do a book of the Bible or you want to do like Fruit of the Spirit or hymns or something like that. And that's really good for people who like to be on their phone. Yeah, yeah. Then you have it with you wherever mm-hmm. you are. Mm-hmm. I know there's some free ones because they started off being all free, and then they've started now. Um, so they have about six or eight that are free if you just want to try them out. Yeah. If you download the app, it'll tell you which which plans are free and which ones yeah. you have to pay. But even the ones you pay, like you said, are are a dollar ninety nine or two fifty yeah. or something like that. So for less that than a Tim Hortons coffee. There you go. Uh-huh. Yeah. Some of them. So what if we don't feel like it? Reading God's word. What can help us? Oh, that's so normal. Right? Uh, so often, my Bible's sitting there, like I told you, and I don't feel like it. And for years ago, when I was into certain TV shows, I'd say, okay, I'd read my Bible first before I'd watch my TV show. So to kind of get myself doing it. I did so much out of obedience. I'd be at Women's Bible Study out of obedience. Yeah. Love for God's Word has only grown over time as I've done it. So for me, I regularly don't feel like it. I can't count on that. My feelings are all over the place. So I just have to do it. Like anything, like yeah. exercise, like anything we know is good yeah. for us, like eating vegetables, yeah. and all those things. Well, there's like a knowledge. You realize that once you get into it, you're like, oh, this is so interesting. I wonder about this thing. And it kind of makes you start pondering and, oh, that connects the dots to something else we did recently. But getting into it is the hard part. Like yeah. actually, it's just like anything, like exercise or whatever. You'll feel the benefits once you're doing it, but getting there is kind of a hurdle. Yeah. yeah. So it's helpful to do things, like you said, have a have a time that you know you're mm-hmm. going to set aside um, and then go on to something else, but it makes it not feel like a big burden right yeah. off the start. And as you get into it, like you were saying, Aaron, then often you have a hunger that grows yeah. um, because you see, oh, this is really interesting and this is really touching my heart and this is really applicable to my life. But you have to maybe sometimes get over the first days, weeks, and then sometimes even in the middle of yeah. a good season, you might have a dry spell yeah. where again it feels like, oh, this is a chore again and yeah. I need to kind of just keep plugging along because eventually... I'm going to break through that feeling and and uh, well, we and sometimes are thrown absorbing. by the fact that at, at church or at women's Bible study or precepts or whatever group you're part of, we sometimes are thrown by the fact that some people seem to always love reading their Bible or studying their Bible, and we think, well, I must be less than, I must be a failure as a Christian because I don't. But I'm here to tell you that there's lots of us normal people who find it a struggle, but we do it anyways. And there's moments where. It's amazing, and I have warm feelings for what I'm studying, and I love God for His Word and what He's teaching me, and other moments where it's like, I'm just doing this because it's important for me. Mm-hmm. So, like a steadfast yeah. obedience. Yeah. What's that book? Long Faith. Obedience in the Same Direction mm-hmm. by Eugene Peterson. Yeah. Yeah, perseverance in anything, right, yeah. is important. It doesn't always feel good. No. Uh, but we want to persevere. So you talked about some practical tools that can help the, the apps, the She mm-hmm. Reads Truth, He Reads Truth. What else would you give people as practical tips and tricks to help them? Well, I love listening to it. Like It's something kind of new to me in the last couple of years is listening to a, a scripture or other types of books. And I just, I found ways that that's really, really helpful. Like where if I'm like, I can't read at night in our room because Kevin goes to sleep before I do. And so if I have the lamp on, it became. When we were first married, this was not an issue because <laughs> he could sleep whenever and however, even if the lights were on. And uh, now I, he, it disturbs him. 
So I've learned that the earbuds and my phone are a great companion because I can turn oh, yeah. off the light and I can still be like. And if I'm listening to scripture at night, that's great. What a fabulous thing to be listening to right as you're falling asleep, right? Right. Or driving or wherever, sitting in, doing chores around the house, mm-hmm. going about your business. It's kind of a different piece of it because you're hearing. I don't know. It just kind of mulls in your head. Yeah. Like a meditation. We talked right. about the need for accountability, yeah. and so yep. I think that's a natural thing. Mm-hmm. And especially um, at church during the ministry year, there's lots of opportunities for you to be in accountable situations in Bible reading. So we yeah. have our Monday night uh, studies at Abbotsford and Admission on the Book of Luke, and the Wednesday morning studies on that. That people are welcome to join any time yeah. throughout the year. the The easiest breaks are kind of in fall and and uh, January after Christmas, but yeah. people are welcome to come any time if they want to get involved in Bible study and being regularly um, have that accountability relationship between yep. God's Word and other people. We also have our Christian growth classes two yep. times a year called TLC, Theology, Life, and Culture. One of the Bible ones will be 1 Corinthians cha- uh, chapters 1 to 5 mm-hmm. this fall, and then in winter it will be something else. So there's opportunities also through community groups, or like I think the Northview Young Adults has like 15 community groups going. Yeah. So there's so many places where we can study together with other words, other people, and that keeps us going. And need to switch it up. Like, mm-hmm, yeah. cool to go from uh, maybe typically going to a women's Bible study on Wednesday morning or something and then complementing it with TLC on yeah. a Wednesday evening. Or maybe your life has changed in the you know scheduling and you've done something else. It's kind of neat to learn it differently. Yeah. And you might to, switch up between maybe different studies. You might yeah. be at the our you know regular Luke study one semester and then go to precepts the next semester and then come back to mm-hmm. Uh, one of the other women's Bible studies. Um, there, there's no kind of right way or only way. No. And if you're it. in a dorm, you could grab a couple dorm mates. If you're in an office, you could meet together one morning before work and s- read something together. Like there's so many different ways. If it doesn't work for you to be at a group at church, you can grab some neighbors, you know, together and do things like that. Okay. What do we do with like guilty feelings? Like, oh, I haven't done this for so long. And oh, yeah. And just start. <laughs> Jump right in where you are. One of the best ways to get rid of guilt is, like you said, just to do it. Yeah, It's like, okay, I feel guilty because I'm not, so let's do it. If we call ourselves yeah. Christians, we really do need to know what God is saying to us through His Word. We really need to be in it somehow, some way. So let's just do it. Let's just keep prodding each other because mm-hmm. we all need it. Yes, I have the title of pastor, but I still need as much poking and prodding right. as anybody else. So let's just keep doing that for each other. Yeah, there's a sentiment that's just that's kind of called on over and over again in the book of Hebrews, and it's re- referencing back to the Psalms. But uh, the writer just says, today if you hear his voice, don't harden your heart. And it's mm-hmm. that idea that every day we have this opportunity. And so if we're hearing his voice today to call us back to himself, let's not harden our hearts. Don't worry about if we hardened our hearts in the past or if we ignored it in mm-hmm. the past. That's in the past. But today, if you hear his voice, don't harden your hearts. Yeah. And I like that idea of let's just do with today totally. what we can and then tomorrow what we can. Yeah. And Five minutes persevere. is better than nothing. Right? Yeah. Yeah. So rule of thumb, uh, some people ask us, what about devotionals? Yeah. Uh, what do you think about devotionals uh, in terms of just reading God's Word versus devotional books? Any thoughts on that? Well, as I said before, um, Scripture is really our food. Like I say, our meal. We really need that first before you head to dessert. And a devotional is like dessert. They can be very good, but I would encourage, would not encourage you to make that your steady diet. 
because you won't be as healthy if you feed only on devotionals. Because the problem with devotionals is sometimes they only focus on a phrase or maybe one verse of scripture and they're not necessarily taking it in full context and you're not learning as much as if you would actually be in God's word in a solid hmm. Bible study of some sort. Plus there's that joy, I think, of discovery that you miss if you're reading somebody else's discovery, mm-hmm. right? So even in our women's Bible study, I tell our women table leaders, like, don't answer all the questions for somebody. Like, because when they have that aha moment, when they all of a sudden understand something for the first time about God's word or about something he said, it's just invigorating. Yeah. And so if we're always reading somebody else's aha moments, yeah. we don't have our own. So yeah. What about when there's a chunk that you just don't get? If you don't understand it, yeah, you're not understanding it. Yeah, you're reading through something, and it's like, yes, welcome to Bible study. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I'd say, yeah, do your best at understanding. But if you go even on BibleGateway.com, they have all the different versions of the Bible, so you could read that that passage in a whole bunch of different versions to see how different people interpret it or have translated it. Yes, and then they have on the side like commentaries, and so you can click on like there's about eight or ten that are just free, which would have people's comments on that section and how to explain it. So it's a good way to understand some of those passages. Yeah, and some of the study Bibles, like the ESV study Bible, has little notes at the bottom of the page so you can look up, oh, I didn't get that part. And quite often, I still don't get it, even if I read the commentaries. So it's kind of like, well, God, you're going to teach me that or clue me in when I need to know it, and I'll just keep reading because I'm just not going to know everything. And the parts that are really important to know in Scripture are clear. Yes. But there are some obscure parts. that Because the Bible is an ancient book that was written 2,000 years ago, yeah. we don't know all the different references that they might be having to something in the culture or whatever. But 95% of it is like crystal clear. So we and don't we want to sh- get hung up on those unclear. And we shouldn't be afraid of it. Then, no. I think at that point, you just kind of, like you said, put on. it aside for now. And maybe there's some more revelation for that later. Yeah. We want to be lifelong learners. Mm-hmm. We don't need to know everything now. And it's a good motivator to be in church because sometimes then the pastor will explain the passages. Maybe you're just even studying and you'll get a little bit more insight. Sounds great. So we hope that we have motivated you guys and motivated ourselves as we've talked about, you know, why we should be in God's Word and the benefits that come from it, uh, the vision that we have for it. So um, I'll just close in prayer Mm -hmm. and then we will close off for today. Lord, I thank you so much, first of all, that you have given us your Word. Um, There's no other uh, religion that talks so clearly about the fact that God, that the person that they're worshiping wants to be known by them. And Lord, that is what we know throughout all your scripture, that you want to be known by us intimately, that you want us to know your character, you want us to know who you are, how you interact, how you relate, and, and you wanted to know us so well that you came down from heaven, lived among us as a man, and showed us exactly who you are as God. And we can read all about that in scripture. And so, Lord, we thank you so much for this word that you've given to us, and we pray, Father, that we would value it more than gold, um, that we would see it as sweeter than honey. Lord, we pray that as we read it, that your Holy Spirit would speak to us through it, um, that you would apply your word to our hearts so that it would change our thinking, change our mindset, um, just change our attitudes, our emotions, that your word would help us to grow in uh, the image of your Son, that we would be able to reflect your glory and your grace better. So, Lord, we thank you um, for your word. We thank you for all the opportunities we have to study it here at Northview um, and encourage one another. We just pray, Lord, that you would just keep us faithful and that you would keep teaching us, instructing us through it. So we pray all these things in your name, Jesus. Amen. Amen. Amen.